0: This is Motor Mania on Dubai Eye
1: 103.8.
0: Here's Ray Addison.
1: Yes, hello, good morning and welcome to the one, the only Motor Mania. Coming up this morning, journalist Damien Reid has been thrashing Porsche's new Taycan Cross Turismo across the sand in Liwa and he'll tell us what that was like. Plus, in case you forgot yes. You, I'm talking to you, it's Father's Day tomorrow and Damien will have his last-minute gift ideas for car-obsessed dads. Plus, I'm going to be chatting to 16-year-old Malayka. Now, she's just spent... Two weeks interning at a Toyota showroom. It sounds like something Alan Partridge would announce on Mid Morning Matters. Uh, she's been helping the sales staff and she'll tell us what that was like. And did you know that millennials supposedly hate car showrooms? Well apparently that's true but they do actually love buying cars. They've been buying more cars in the last couple of years than the baby boomers and one company is cashing in by offering sales of second-hand cars 100% online. Here to tell us more a little earlier than usual is Matthew Davidson head of pricing at Algo Driven and our very own Fix It or Flip It expert. Good morning Matthew.
2: Good morning, Ray. How you doing? You alright? Yeah, it's been a busy week.
1: Has it? Yes, and, and busy in, in terms of ideas as well. Because this this topic was your idea, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I just I just like the way that uh, the the car industry now is shifting, and and you know we had. S- you know, several decades of, of lack of innovation mm. uh, from a sales perspective anyway. And and I think now things are starting to really get digital. And I, I think I think it's quite an interesting topic we're going to have today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So to, to sort of look at this story in a bit more detail then, uh, there is a company in, the companies here, but the, the company we want to focus on is a company called Tread, which is in the US. And it was founded in 2017. It's kind of gone through a few different forms of existence um but it 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 realized in the last uh, couple of years that its sweet spot was uh linking up customers with second hand cars 100% online without the customer ever going and actually road testing the car and for me this this just seems like something that I would never ever want to do, but apparently it's it 's picking up in the u s and actually they 've got about thirty two percent or sorry up to forty five percent of of the market in the u s at the moment
2: yeah, and the u s is where it all began um, originally, there was a company that 's now a big player as well carvana mm-hmm. um, they actually had quite a quirky uh, little gimmick where you went and, and put a coin in a vending machine and this huge car <laughs> vending machine would deliver your car to you after you purchased it online <laughs>
3: yeah
2: um you could have it delivered to your home but or you could come and get it from this vending machine so mm. that that really got a lot of eyeballs on this this uh, buying a, a second hand used car completely online mm. then there's room and as you said tread uh, and then coming into the ua now is is companies like cars 24 doing it here but it's the middle east that I'm particularly interested to yeah. see how it works because traditionally we're, we're, we're all about family here. We like to bring our family and look at cars and, and certainly maybe one of the family members will narrow things down. But it, I think the final decisions that I've seen is is been made by the family coming together. So you can't do that online. So mm. um, let, let's let's uh, see what our listeners think about today's topic
1: absolutely i mean just to go back to to tread because uh, we've got the numbers in front of us here they just raised another 3 million dollars last month in financing and and there's been other rounds of, of financing as well and you know, you know you know 3 million sounds like a lot it it seems like there is um support for this amongst uh, venture capitalists and, and people like that people think they're onto something
2: yeah all over the world, yeah. um, this money pouring in in, in Europe, uh, this business models like it's taking off. Um, and it's no surprise to me now, you know, three million dollars actually without belittling it, it. It actually isn't a lot of money, but they seed these companies to get them to the next level. And if they achieve their targets and their KPIs, and they go to the next level and the next level. And then even more money comes in. So, you know, it might be three million now, but if they're successful, the next round might be 20, 50 million dollars. But mm. uh, investors globally and hedge funds are very interested in auto sales going digital. Yeah, this is a, this very hot topic all over the planet at the moment.
1: It's the hot topic. It's also the subject of this week's poll. Uh, we're asking you, dear listener, would you ever buy a second hand car online? without test driving it first. Uh, in order to vote on that, head over to our Insta page at Dubai Eye 1038 fm Click on the little Dubai I logo in the circle uh, with the orange line around it. I always explain that because I don't understand Instagram at all, uh, and so I explain it for people like me. But if you click on that, you'll see the poll, and then you can vote yes or no, and we'll keep you up to date with the results throughout the show. Uh, time now, though, for the usually uh, scheduled...
4: Fix it or flip it.
1: Yes, like I said, Matthew Davidson is with us. He's the head of pricing at Algo Driven. Uh, Regular listeners will, of course, know Matthew is Motor Mania's valuation guru. He can tell you how much your car is worth right now and... And this is key, really, if it's time to think about selling it. All you need to do is give him details of the make, the model, the year and the mileage of your car. You could use the ARN Play app. That's completely free of charge. Matthew's here for the next 50 minutes until 11 a.m. Dev has done exactly that. Good morning, Dev. Good morning. How are you doing? You are right. Yes, not bad. Excellent. I'm curious. You're furious or curious? Furious. Oh, curious. Oh, what are you curious about?
5: I'll get my valuation. Oh good.
1: <laughs> All right. Well then what would you like to ask Matthew?
5: So I have my Honda C R V. It's in it's in average condition. Um fairly good condition. Mm. I bought it in uh, twenty twenty and the the mileage is about forty thousand.
1: Yep. So we got a Honda C R V twenty twenty, uh forty thousand, good condition. Matthew.
2: Morning Dev. Um Your your kilometers have flown up. That's a lot of kilometers for a car that you you bought a year ago. Um, So that's going to be something where people weigh up. Do I want to get a one-year-old car with 40,000 kilometers or pay a bit more and get a 2021 car with zero kilometers? So I think you need to price this. If you did want to sell it in the market right now, quite aggressively, quite aggressively because you're up against people that have got the money to go and buy a new one. I would, I would say mid to late 80s is the value of that car, uh, maybe maybe 85 to 88,000. But um, you will find it relatively difficult. It would be easier to sell maybe in another year, as long as you didn't do another 40,000 kilometers. But um, it would be easier to sell it as a two-year-old car rather than a one-year-old car. But if you did put it online, 85 to 88.
1: Dev, can I ask, um, cause obviously you bought it uh, last year, how much did you buy it for? uh 105 i think 105 okay so you'd be you'd be dropping sort of uh what would it be about 15 16 17000 or so if you got the top end of that valuation how would you feel about that after 1 year and 40k of driving
5: I still think it it beats a, a rental car because if I look at my valuation and what it costs to rent a car mm. and how much mileage I've used it for, I think it's not bad.
1: Mm. Uh, c- can I ask you why you're on the line as well, Dev? How would you feel about this um, idea of of buying a second hand car online without road testing? Would you be up for that?
5: Um, I mean, uh, if I could buy, say, for example, my same car um, ar- around for eighty five thousand online, um, and I would go test drive it somewhere else, mm. and then. And then go buy it from this platform online. I would be up to that. I would then consider it.
1: That is an interesting idea. Maybe
5: completely blind, blind buying online. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe I'd be a bit more apprehensive. I think I would
1: as well. Uh, thanks for being our first caller this morning, Dev. We really appreciate it. Our second caller this morning is Deepak. Good morning, Deepak. Hello. Hey. You all right?
6: Yeah.
3: All good. Excellent. How about
1: yourself? You sounded a bit chilled. <laughs> yeah. You just chilled, phoning yeah. in the radio, get a car valuation, why not? It's Saturday morning, let's do this. What would you like to ask Matthew?
4: So I have a quite an old car, but for me it's a classic beauty, and I'm contemplating weighing up whether to whether to sell it on. If I get a good price, I think I would. Mm-hmm. Um, CL65 2008 V12 Brabus.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. And so it's, it's, this is for you as a financial decision. If you can get a good yeah. offer, you would think about doing it. Okay. So it's all down to Matthew. Take it away, Matt.
2: Morning, Deepak. Um, nice Funny. car. Very, very nice car, especially the Brabus edition. I suppose the, the there's two ways to look at this. There's People would come in and think, right, we've got a 13-year-old Mercedes, big engine, yeah. potentially could be quite expensive to to maintain but then you've got the other angle of it where it's it's you know so desirable um i mean i remember a few years back uh, nearly identical car cl 65 amg brabus because um, it's got the big v12 engine and i remember it being up around i think it was a 2009 or 10 up around 280 290 90. Now, if I use that as a benchmark, um, what was what was the kilometres yours had? 184,000. Okay, so that's that's really really uh, getting up there as well. Um, my feeling is, being a 2008, if you did sell it, I'd start off putting it out there around maybe 150 to 175, um, seeing how the market reacts to that. Then you can go from there. But um, the the only flight in the ointment is the is the kilometres because then people are going to start to think about the maintenance costs of something that's that's that big and heavy and, and obviously um, the age of it as well. But yeah, 150 to 175 and then just see how people talk to you.
1: Did you have a number in mind when you called up, Deepak?
2: Well, it was around that number to be fair. Okay. So if I can get that
4: um, it's, it's good. I was scared to start at that number because of the age <laughs> yeah. right? But um, I think I'm going to give it a go now.
1: Okay, well, there you go. That's how it works. That's 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 the power of the radio. Thank you so much for calling us, Deepak. Uh, let's speak now to uh, Andy. He's given us a call. Andy's online at number two. Good morning, Andy. Yeah,
6: good morning. How are you guys?
1: Very well. Great to hear from you, sir. Uh, what would you like to ask Matthew?
6: Um, I have a uh, 2015 Ford Explorer 7-seater. Mm-hmm. Um, I've owned it since you. Um, purchased it very late in 2015. Uh, it's done 168,000 K.
1: Yep.
6: Um, agency serviced for the full 100 K that came with the car and mm. then uh, regimentally serviced every 10,000 with a with a company that I've used in my 13 years here. So very uh, very reputable and it really had no major issues. Um, uh-huh. No major issues. I'd, I'd rate the interior... Nine and a half out of ten because I'm OCD. Okay, um, and I don't and I don't smoke. Um, yeah, I I'd, I I'd rate the exterior um, about eight and a half out of ten. Your normal shopping trolley scrapes, but it's never it's never been in an accident um, of any of any nature. A couple of scrapes on the on the wings, but nothing um, in terms of impact accidents. Yep, um, it's been a very reliable car. I was just kind of thinking like,
3: yeah,
6: maybe maybe buying you one, maybe not. So I just wanted to get a feel for what the
2: value
1: of this was worth. Yep. Um, Okay. Give me an idea. Let's hear.
2: Matthew. Well, you're a dream caller because you give so much information. It makes my life (laughs) much easier. Um, But the one thing that I am missing is what is the trim level? Is it XLT limited? Do you know?
6: Uh, I don't know in in that terminology, but it's full leather throughout the whole car. Um, I don't know how to, to distinguish, but it was the top of the line. The top of the line, but it
2: wasn't the sport model. Right, it's it's limited for sure. So let's let's price it on being a limited. Based on what yeah. you've told me, I think this car's fifty thousand for sure. Yeah. Fifty thousand. I would I would get this out online. um If you want to to make it a bit cuter, put it at forty nine thousand, just to get yeah. under that psychological number of fifty thousand. But this car is. From what you've told me, a car that's that's around the fifty thousand dirhams mark.
1: How does that sound, Andy? That
6: sounds that, that, pretty much within my ballpark of where I was thinking. Okay. Um, which I don't think you know, I, I paid. I paid one hundred and fifty-five thousand for this car new. Mm-hmm. So that, that's not that's not bad bad running costs over over five and a bit years.
1: Great. Thank you so much for calling, Andy. Really appreciate it.
4: Fix it or flip it we
1: could not do this show without matthew davidson head of pricing at algo driven he's our valuation guru who's going to tell you how much your car is worth right now and if it's time to think about selling it all you need to do given the details of the make the model the year and mileage of your car good morning mohammed good morning good morning sir what would you like to ask matthew
5: uh, I I want to check uh, you know the price of my car mm-hmm. and also I want to check you know, if I, if I'm going to upgrade it to a four by four which is a good option.
1: Nice. Okay. Well, give Matt the details.
5: Uh, hi. Good morning. Morning. Yeah. Currently, I'm driving a Nissan Altima. It's a 2014 uh, SV mid option, and uh, it's at 128,000 kilometers. Uh, Pearl white. And uh, and yeah, I would like to check, you know, what's uh, what kind of price should I expect if I'm if I'm selling them and also what should be a good upgrade option, uh, you know, for a four by four. Like on my mind, it's either the
2: Prado or the Land Cruiser, but uh, but yeah, I need your advice on that. Great. The, The only thing that I didn't quite hear was the year. Can you tell me the model year again?
5: It's uh, a Nissan Altima 2014.
2: 2014. Okay, no problem. <clears throat> um, you said it was the SV. So, look, with those type of kilometers, I think you're going to be looking probably 27, 28,000 is what the price of that would be. In terms of yeah. where, where I would go, well, you know, the, the Land Cruiser, the Prado is a kind of smaller version, still seven seats. But I, I think if you really need the room, I would go for the the the, the full Land Cruiser. Um, I think, depending on whether you want the power or not, the V6 is okay. You, you, if you really need extra uh, power, go for the V8. But out out of the two, if you don't need it to be so big, you can live with a smaller seven-seat car. I would choose the Prado. Uh, you will resell that a little bit easier. They'll both be great for resale, but the Prado will probably sell a little bit easier than the, uh, the full-size Land Cruiser.
5: Okay, and uh, in terms of pricing, like what what kind of pricing are we looking at if I'm planning to get or upgrade to a Prado V6 around 2018, 2019 model?
2: Yeah, it would depend on the trim level if it's going to be like a GXR, VXR, but let's just say you went for the GXR because it's still a very nice car, uh, the four liter uh, V6 GXR 2018. It's pretty much around that 100,000, maybe 95,000 to 100,000, depending on the, the kilometers. If you wanted to drop down to spend more like 80K, you'd be towards 2016, higher kilometre 2017 cars. Hope that
1: helps, right. Mohammed. Thank you so much for yeah, giving I- us a call this morning. Lisa will be our next caller, uh, but a couple of texts to read out, Matthew. Uh, I've got a message here from Don. He says, hi, informative show. Thank you very much. Uh, Assessing options, replacements, slash keep a four-year-old Toyota Prius 82,000 kilometres on the clock. Agent maintained service package until December 2022. Uh, he's looking for a hybrid. Any suggestions, Matthew?
2: Suggestions to come out? Well, the Prius is obviously a hybrid itself. Hmm. Um, there's, so, there's a lot of choice now from the hybrid front. I mean, um, Toyota have, have, have got several of their models now as, as hybrids like the, the Camrys and Uh, Hyundai have got a few models out there now but um, coming out of of a Prius which is the iconic hybrid really Mm. um, and maybe even consider if the uh, situation is okay with charging the car maybe even dip your toe into to full electric that that may well be uh, especially if you're used to driving a hybrid like the, the the Prius but I would look at some other Toyota models and, and Nissan as well, because're they're, they're, a lot of companies are now adding hybrid versions to their ranges, um, but i would I would even consider going full electric now at this point.
1: Okay. Another message here says, good morning. I have a Peugeot 508 Allure. Full options. It's a 2015 uh, model, 136,000 kilometers. First owner, all agency serviced uh, up to that kilometer, 136,000. And it remains in very good condition. He's looking for a valuation, Matthew.
2: Yeah, those cars, they're very roomy, actually. Um, and, And I think in terms of of price they, they actually they don't hold their value particularly well um, based on that age in the kilometers I, I would say it would be late 30 something like 39 40 mm-hmm. um, but they there's not huge amounts of them out in the market as well at, at that age um, so you know, be be probably just under forty, like thirty-nine thousand. I think you'll move that relatively quickly.
1: Okay. Uh calls with Faisal and Faminda coming up, but let's speak now to Lisa on line number eight. Good morning, Lisa.
0: Morning, how's it going?
1: Yeah, doing really well. Thanks so much for calling us. What would you like to ask Matthew?
0: Um, so I've got a Mitsubishi Pajero. Um it's on about one hundred ninety kilometers. It's mm. a two thousand twelve. We bought it new. And just wanted to get about, about a bit of an idea on, on what it would be worth. Okay. So you're looking for a price. Are you thinking about letting it go? Yeah, potentially. We're thinking about maybe doing an upgrade. So. Okay. All right. We bought it new, so it's, it's, it's been good. It's a whatever it is, seven seat, the bench seat in the back. So. Okay.
1: So it's Bajero, 2012, 195,000. Looking for evaluation, Matthew.
2: Yeah, one of those cars that you can actually get away with having higher kilometres, uh, and certainly being under two hundred thousand. That's pretty useful. Um, in terms of where you would put it out there online, I, I would try thirty-two, thirty-three to start with, and then mm-hmm. see uh, uh, how how the customers, uh, sorry, the call, the callers that <laughs> that message you um, come in and and, and offer. But I, I would say worst case scenario, you could drop down to twenty-nine thousand. Um, but I would start a little bit higher, thirty-two thousand. Try and take offers at thirty. Ten days go by, two weeks. You can always put it at twenty-nine, and and then it will definitely move.
0: And what about? Um, and it's your... better to kind of get it away before you kind of get over that two hundred thousand kilometer mark. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's really wise. Super wise okay. to do that.
1: And do you have plans okay. for for what you're going to replace it with, Lisa?
0: No, actually, we don't. We're just kind of. Well, I was just kind of wondering what. You know, so something, obviously, they're not making the gero anymore. It's mm. a car. It runs on the smell of an oily rag. So it's been fantastic. But, um yeah, we just, you know, we've got one sort of off the books, so we don't really need a seven-seater anymore. So uh, I think maybe a five-seater. I love, I, the,
1: I love that expression, one off the books. <laughs>
0: <Bye>. <laughs> so we don't need the
1: seven-seater anymore. That's great. Uh, well, Matthew, what, what, what would you advise?
2: Well, if if you're coming out of the requirement for seven seaters, there's lots of options in the five, five seater, um, category. I mean, you, Mm -hmm. you can, if you want something a bit that feels like there's a lot of metal around you, you can, you could go for the, for the Jeep grand Cherokee. If you want something a little bit smaller than that, you've got things like, um, the Fords. So you could go for a Ford edge, really great value for money. Um, so yeah, I would, I would go down that route, but if you want something a bit more, uh, heavy and feeling like um, you're going to be safe on the roads, yeah, you can't go wrong with a Jeep Grand Cherokee.
1: Lisa, hope that helps. Thanks so much for giving us a call.
4: Fix it or flip it.
1: Yes, heading into the last 30 minutes with Matthew 048715500 doing live car valuations on the radio. Why? Because people like it, that's why. Uh, on line number one, we have Faisal has called in to chat to Matthew. Faisal, good morning.
5: Yeah. Good morning. How are you?
1: Good fine. morning. I'm all right. How are you doing? You sound very serious. Oh, uh, fine, fine. Thank you. Yes.
5: Good. Yeah. I want to alert about the car, Mitsubishi Pajero, 2014 model. Okay. Fifty-seven K.
1: Yep. And you thinking about letting it go? Time to time to yeah. move on. Okay. So it's a Mitsubishi Pajero, 2014, fifty-seven thousand kilometers on the clock. Not very many on the clock. You have you. Is this just a sort of a runaround car?
5: Yeah, it's family car. Occasionally, we are using it at weekend or like this.
2: Okay, great. That's
1: okay, so not overly used. Matthew, is that is that mileage no. going to help with the sale?
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's nearly identical car to the, to yeah. the previous cooler, 2014 uh, Pajero. Um, but this time, we've got the very low kilometers, and that is going to be the standout feature. I doubt there'll be many cars uh, with that low kilometers, and I think that, that will allow you to go all the way up to 38, 39 even start um, at forty thousand, so you, you're you're in a strong position because people want these cars. As the previous caller said, they've stopped making them now um, after finally after all this time. Yeah, um, and they're going to become uh, very desirable in a few years because they're, they're cheap and they carry seven people. Um, let's go for forty thousand.
1: How does that sound to you, then, Faisal?
2: Oh yes, uh, I was I was thinking a little bit maybe forty till forty-five like Ooh. this.
1: OK, oh. 45. Is oh. that is that pushing it too far, Matthew?
2: Nothing wrong with starting at 45. <laughs> um, you know, the, all that can happen is no nobody can contact you and then you can drop down to maybe 42 uh, or even 40. But, you know, you might get a little bit of interest at 45. And, and if you've got time, why not? Let's yeah. uh, let's start at 45. I, fe- I feel mm. like it will sell around the 40,000 mark, though.
1: Okay, I uh, hope that really helps sure. you, Faisal. Thanks so much for calling yeah. in. Online number two is Reham. Reham, good morning.
7: Hi, good morning. How, How are, are you doing? I'm good, thank you.
1: Good, excellent. Uh, take it away.
7: Okay, uh, well, I have a Volkswagen EOS. Um, I bought it in early 2013. It's brand new mm-hmm. and uh, it's a 2012 make. Yep. Um, what else? It's a convertible car, blue color, metallic, and uh, the mileage is a, a around 65,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a low mileage because I was literally five minutes away from work. So nice. <laughs> I didn't really had to drive much. Um And yeah, and I, I love my car. Unfortunately, I have to change it at one point because I have a baby. Oh, so uh, congratulations! So it's difficult with the <laughs> with the car seat and uh, yes. the baby car seat and so forth.
1: Yeah, and all the vomit. Oh, I'm remembering yeah. I'm just remembering all the vomit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> in the
1: car, in the car seat, in the bits of um, you know, Graham crackers and crumbs everywhere and yogurt oh, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. No, those days are over. Uh okay, so let's uh, let's get evaluation then from Matthew. Matthew, good morning. What would you like to say? Good
2: morning. Uh there's a couple of things with this car. That, that we need to address one of them is the the roofs often have problems so if the roof is okay and then the second part is paint work they 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 had an issue with the paint work so you get a lot of paint peeling on on the back trunk and and on the front fenders how is the roof and the paint work
7: um absolutely fine i never had any issues with that i don't even i mean the, the paint is um, still intact <laughs>
2: So I, I think it sounds like you're really taking care of this and, and the kilometers are very low for, the, for a car that's nearly 10 years old for a 2012 model. So I, yeah. I think I would get out there and put this car early 30s, maybe 31, 32. Um, and again, knowing that you can dip into the late 20s if, if it's not moving obviously we're now into the summer and and the convertibles aren't as desirable but that being a hard top convertible that shouldn't put people off um if if they know that they can have it ready for when the weather gets better in october so mm-hmm. yeah early 30s knowing that you can go late 20s if you need to
1: it's an expensive time uh reham you know for anyone who's, who's got a new baby and obviously you're you're, you're kind of uh, shifting and and swapping this one out because you have to not because you want to is that the sort of thing yeah. you're looking for uh
7: yeah i mean uh, that's the thing i have to get another car because mm. there's no space and uh uh i now i i work in i mean in my field of work we have to transport a lot of things and mm-hmm. items so i end up taking my husband's car yes
1: which i bet he loves so. he loves that doesn't he
7: Oh, no, and he's <laughs> not so, really. He's so
1: supportive. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> very. Uh, Riham, while I've got you on the line, can I ask you, I don't, I don't know if you've been listening since the start of the show, but we've been talking about this idea of increasingly there's more and more companies offering people the opportunity of buying second-hand cars online without ever having uh, road tested uh, the vehicle. How would you feel about that? Would you, would you be a customer for that kind of uh, app and product?
7: Um. Not sure if it's a second hand uh, car, I'll have to see it for myself mm. um, uh, if it's uh, if it's a brand new car then it's fine mm. but if i w- if I buy a second hand car, it has to be like really really low mileage like uh, uh, maximum maybe ten thousand yeah. because as you can see I do I'm not the type of person who changes the car, so mm.
1: um, you like to keep a hold of it so you want it you want it to have a long yeah. life.
7: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. Reham, thank you so much for calling us, and congratulations on the baby. Uh, really appreciate your call. Zero four eight seven one double five double zero zero four eight seven one double five double zero. That's the number to call. Matthew uh, Davidson is with us for the next twenty minutes. It's Only twenty minutes, people. So if you want to get involved, you need to give us a call. Zero four eight seven one double five double zero. We've got eight slots here. Two uh, of them are filled. So there's, that means, what's that? One, two, three, four. There's six. Eight minus six. That's six uh, available slots for you to give us a call right now. If you call, you will get through. You will get that car valuation. Zero four eight seven one double five double zero. Uh, Mike has done exactly that. Good morning, uh, Mike. Good morning.
4: Good morning. Good morning, morning gents. Um, uh, quick um, quick word of advice. My wife's got a, a little Peugeot RCZ. Had from you in absolutely brilliant condition. But mm-hmm. um, it's 2012. 56,000 pays. Um I'm really the question is really I mean I know it's not worth a lot as it is. Um so just really other is, is there anything we should be worried about in terms of any big impending cost, you know, or pending costs coming up, you know, because uh, other than that I'm thinking of keeping it because as I say it's probably not worth very much, Matthew.
1: So it's good. we've got we've got 10 years on the 10 years on the clock here almost coming up to.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like this car. I think it, it looks like a mini version of of the Audi TT. Um, and in terms of styling, yeah, it's 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 quite desirable. Value wise, I would say around twenty five thousand if you were to sell it, and I think you would you would get that. Um, things you should look out for. Well, I mean, you know the car better than me, but in terms of of what what you need to stay on top of, get it serviced just even a basic oil change at this age every 6 months because then you can get uh whoever servicing the car to have a look around because quite often it's the smaller things that develop into bigger things that cost you the money for example if there was a yeah. small tear in a pipe um that's that's a question of putting a new pipe in and some new clips but if that then caused, say a power steering pump to fail or a radiator to go that's where the big money is so if you are going to keep it regular just basic oil changes which won't cost you much money and then they can have a a route around and see see how everything else is Mm. Um, but if you were to sell around twenty five thousand,
1: mike how is 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 your wife wanting to to upgrade or to get a new car is she happy to sort of hold on to
4: it yeah well we were thinking of that you know a year or so ago and Mm. and, but because it's in such good condition and we've had it from new and it's always been serviced by the main dealer you know it's, it's it seems almost pointless getting rid of it i was just concerned that you know, and it's good advice, Maxi, thanks, you know, that, uh, you know, just to make sure that, that you, you're not suddenly going to get into big money, you know, because uh, it's, it's in perfect condition, as a thing. It's a cool car as well.
3: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mike, thank you so much for calling. And thank you for calling on behalf of your wife as well. I'm sure she appreciates that. Uh, being very supportive there. We've got a, a trend of supportive husbands on this programme, uh, I'm sure. And it's Father's Day tomorrow, of course. Uh, and so coming up, we're going to have some uh, advice uh, from Damien Reed on uh, last-minute Father's Day gifts for uh, car-obsessed dads.
4: Fix it. Or flip it.
1: That is the question. Moving into the last 10 minutes or so of that segment with the one and only Matthew Davidson. We've got Speed Quote coming up in just under five minutes. Before that, let's uh, speak to Hisham, who's on line number two. Hisham, what would you like to ask Matthew?
2: Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good um, morning. I have a 2018 Carrera uh, with 20,000 kilometres, mm-hmm. red car. How much is it worth?
1: Okay, Porsche Carrera 2018, just 20,000 kilometres on the clock. Matthew.
2: Morning. Um, Great car. As uh, listeners know, I love my Porsches, particularly 911. What trim is it? Just a standard Carrera, Carrera S, Turbo? No, just a standard Carrera, yeah. Okay, they're they're selling really, really well. I'm speaking to a lot of guys in the industry at the moment. They're just trying to get their hands on these cars full stop. Um, You've you've got, I suppose options depending on how quickly you want to move it um, because it's still um, I would imagine under warranty which is very attractive to anybody wanting to, to, to uh, buy that car my feeling is around 350 350,000 um, but you could even try with with the uh, the amount that people are chasing these cars at the moment even higher
1: Three hundred and fifty thousand. how does that sound to you Hisham
8: Sounds great. Now, would you recommend a trade-in uh, for a can or something like that? Or would that uh,
2: normally, I'm not a huge fan of this because I feel that you get better value from selling it first and going in with cash, w- w- which puts you in a position of strength. But actually, because there's a lack of inventory of these cars, you could actually get quite a high trade-in price. So I'd go and see at least what they're offering you. Definitely, that would that would be something I would advise. No harm in asking.
1: Hisham, hope of that course. helps. Thanks so much for calling in. I think that was our highest valuation of the day, 350000 Uh Bannon is on line number one. And I think, Bannon, you're probably going to be our last caller. Uh, good morning, Bannon.
6: Good morning. How are you, how are you doing? Very
1: well. All the better for speaking to you, sir. What would you like to ask Matthew? Excellent. Thank you. Um,
5: <clears throat> I have a question about my wife's car. She's got a Mercedes 250. It was an import from Canada. She was the first uh she purchased it from the dealership in Canada Mm -hmm. and brought it with her here it's got about 200,000 it's a C250 coupe Mm -hmm. and just want to see what the sale value would be
1: and this is from 2012 so it's a C250 coupe it's a Mercedes 2012 Uh, 200,000 on the clock, Matthew
2: yeah it's an import which because you bought it in that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing in your world but people are always quite uh cautious of imports coming in from canada and the us because they can have been previous total losses i think you need to make it very clear when you advertise this car that you bought it with you because that is critical for you to get any kind of decent price um my feeling is this car is probably 32 33 000 dirhams um if sure. if you can get over um this import side of things and and give people some real confidence you could even go a little bit higher than that but i think it'll sell for 32 $33, how does that sound better than i thought that does sound better than i actually anticipated so i appreciate the feedback
1: no problem at all. Thank you, Ben. I really appreciate your call. Uh, just moving on quickly because we've got a couple of texts. Let's try and get through a couple of these before we do speed quote, Matthew. Uh, one here from Peter says um, he'd like an evaluation of a 2015 uh, porch, uh, porch, porch, Porsche Cayenne S with full options uh, and full service history. 80,000 kilometers looking for a recommendation with an upgrade for an equivalent vehicle
2: oh we we could connect the the previous callers, yeah, right? with, and we're off we're off to the races <laughs> um yeah it, did you say it was an s yeah uh yes yeah i, I think with with those kilometers and, and and being an s I would say about one seventy five one eighty is is the value of that car okay. two thousand fifteen um but yeah, that that will sell well. They're still super desirable.
1: And just super quickly, uh, Paul messaging. It's another Porsche. Uh, it's a 911 GTS uh, 4S. It's red, 2017, 55,000 kilometers on the clock. Excellent condition. Would like a, a price, oh, please.
2: Crazy desirable car. <laughs> uh, really, um, 4S 911 2017. That that is going to that's going to sell really really quickly. I mean, it's not quite name your price but not a million miles away um certainly uh i would i would put it above 400 okay maybe um like uh started at 409 or something like that because there's just going to be none of those around i I just have a feeling that's going to be incredibly sought after that car I, I, I might be even interested. Well, there you <laughs>
1: go. Uh, give us a call. we will pass you on your details, uh, Matthew. It's 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 unavoidable. It's um, time for speed. Quote, and we need to we need to start it right now. Are you ready? Yeah, you know I'm ready. Okay, good. I like that. That's great. Okay, in three, two, one. Honda City 2014, white, 160 thousand.
2: Uh, early 20s, 22,000.
1: Cadillac XTS crossover, 2017,
2: 84K. Ooh, about 75,000 that car now.
1: Land Rover Range Rover Evoque, 2014,
2: 90K. Oh, getting up there in age, uh, 75 to 80. Volkswagen Golf
1: GTI 2.0 with turbo silver, 2017, 112K. Uh,
2: late 60s, 67, 68.
1: Ford Escape, 2016, 69K.
2: Early 20s, like 20, 23.
1: Land Rover, Range Rover, Supercharged, 2008,
2: 230 K. Old shape, too many kilometers, uh, won't sell well, 30 uh, K.
1: Jeep Grand Cherokee V8, 2007,
2: 180 K. Yeah, getting up there as well. Um, just probably
1: 25, 26. Peugeot, 508
3: Allure, 2015, Black, 51 K. <laughs> oh no!
1: no 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 seven
2: wow seven wow.
1: you just keep talking matthew too much information <laughs> the only way we're going to beat this is if you just give us a number
2: yeah but then 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 <laughs> it's uh you know the pride's at stake here and uh, i if somebody's listening with a golf gti 2017 <laughs> i want them to get the proper I know, information
1: i know i know i know I'm, I'm just i'm just after results that's all i'm just i'm just after results result. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're up to quality i just want results we know what's better uh matthew thanks so much uh that was uh, that was brilliant thank you we really appreciate your time what have you got coming up this week
2: ah well it's it's f1 weekend so mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to that um i've uh we've just recently moved office as well so we're we're, we're making our office as firm. attractive as possible and yep. putting lots of uh, gizmos and gadgets in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this coming week. Brilliant.
1: Uh, continuing the fun life with Algo Driven, head of pricing there, Matthew Davidson. Thank you so much for joining us as always, Matthew.
2: Have a great week, Ray. Cheers, bud. Uh,
1: that was Matthew Davidson, and we love having him on this show. Uh, if you'd like to get evaluation, we'll be on in two weeks' time. Uh, loads more still to come on this program, though, including the latest motoring news
4: with Damien Reed. This is Motor Mania with Ray Addison. Now
3: shut up and drive.
0: on Dubai I 103.8. Yes,
1: good morning, everybody. You're listening to Motor Mania, your chance to talk cars and keep up to date with the latest motoring news. Now, still to come on today's show Father's Day gift ideas for. Car Obsessed Dads from motoring journalist Damien Reed And 16 year old Malaika will be telling us about her experiences in turning at a Toyota showroom. We'll also be sp- speaking to uh, Norfolk's youngest butcher. No, we won't. That's just an in joke. Uh, we'll also be chatting to Imtashan Giado, partner at Motoring Middle East. He'll be joining me to discuss the move to online car sales with companies like Tread in the US and Cars24 here in the UAE. Now, that's the subject of today's instagram poll we've been asking would you ever buy a second-hand car online without test driving it first if you head over to our insta page at dubaii1038fm you can click on our story and vote yes or no and i have to tell you so far you guys have been very very negative about this 90% of you are saying no uh, just just 10% uh, saying that you'd be willing to buy a second-hand car without road testing it first and to, to be honest with you I wouldn't do it. I just—I don't think I could do it. We'll probably all be doing it in in ten years' time, but right now, I just can't picture it. Uh, let's chat to this uh, to Damien Reed about this story, motoring journalist. Good morning, Damien.
8: Good morning, Right. How are Andrew? you? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, always good. I'm always good Excellent. for a weekend. Excellent.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Good. Thanks for joining us as always. What do you think about this uh, topic, Damien? Are you surprised by the uh, the survey results so far?
8: uh yes and no in a in in a in a way yeah. um i i'm um I, I, yeah i am in two minds about it yeah. um because I have actually bought cars online yeah. um but not the run of the mill cars so it, what what when there's look collectible cars or yeah. cars that you can't find in your in your area or even your own country um then you you rely on the trust of of the owners to an extent because it's a small community if you're looking for say a particular classic car or something that you can't find there's so many people who know each other so they tend to do the right thing mm-hmm. um and I've done that and it's worked it's been okay but for your regular running around car a car do you want to go you know it's a, a family SUV the, the normal things that we talk about um, I definitely want to drive it because it's um it, yeah to me it's still a bit of a yeah, it's a lot of money to go into something where yes. you don't actually try it out first.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, these these are investments really. I mean, they're not investments in the sense of a financial return, but they're investments in, in terms of how much is this thing going to cost me over the next sort of 5-10 years that, that I might own it for versus, you know, uh, the the reward and the, and the use that I get for it. You know, for most people, myself included, you know, it's a serious amount of money and, and you have to think very, very carefully about it. And you don't want to be that, that guy, that girl that makes that mistake um, and accidentally sort of buys a clunker um all because you couldn't be bothered to go down to the showroom or, or visit somebody's you know so drive to somebody's house and have a have a quick 5 minute test drive
8: absolutely absolutely and, and it should, you know regardless you should always get an independent verification yeah. from from an industry body or someone to have a look at it and mm-hmm. check it over yeah, you know, make sure the boxes are ticked. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's, um, for the, for the classics and stuff, it can be an investment. But for the, for the mainstream, for the general cars, it's a, it's a depreciating asset. You know, you, you very, very rarely do you sell a car and make money on it. Mm. Um, it's, you know, you take it as a hit for, for a product that you need to use. And, uh, and that's going about it the right way. So if you add to that the fact that you're already going to, except that you're going to lose a couple of thousand dirhams a year on the value of the car, the fact that you might be buying a car that, you know, it you don't know what it's like until until it lands on your doorstep and you might find that, particularly here in this region, you know, if it doesn't have the right paperwork, if, if it's a car that's, for instance, was sold in Oman or somewhere that can't get across borders, which we've discussed on previous shows yeah. before, um, you know, then, I mean, I was talking to a, a friend the other night who has this very situation. He's, he was sold a car unwittingly with the wrong papers, and he's tried to now to sell it on, and it's sitting in the driveway of the buyer's house because he has the storage space. And the buyer is being very nice about it, but he can't physically take the keys because he doesn't have the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So they're in this stalemate. He can't accept the money, he can't give him the keys, yeah, and he can't sell the car. So you know, it's yeah, it's it's something you have to be so so careful about, and. And not to be too flippant. It's not like buying a washing machine or a microwave oven. This is a very, you know, complicated piece of machinery. With all the paperwork that goes with it
1: well just 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 to say i mean you know like companies like uh, cars 24 here in the uae they do give you seven days so you get seven days i believe with 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 the car to you know sort of test it and and i, I feel mm. like you know obviously when i was chatting to matthew earlier he was saying this just is going global now and, in, and investors are really getting into this and there's you know loads of companies sort of springing up everywhere you know if if you when you bought the car the secondhand car, you had that guarantee that it had had like, you know, the 24 point check or, or some kind of evaluation by that company or another company, and there was a warranty attached to that, then I think you would you maybe that would sw- swing people um, in favor of it. But if it was just literally a sort of you pays your money, it takes your chance a bit like going to an auction, but without being in the auction, then I, I you know, I think a lot of people will need a bit of convincing, you know?
8: yeah for sure and and yeah if there's the safety nets in place such as that where there's a it's it's like when you go into a dealership and you get a guaranteed buyback of your car you yeah. know two years later or or a lease option where you you can hand the vehicle back if there's that kind of option where you've got a seven day you know bailout clause effectively and it's and it's covered with all the checks and balances then that gives you an enormous safety net yeah. and for sure then you could you could look at that situation and if the the paperwork is being handled appropriately that way rather than take the the gamble that we all take, where you know, all people who buy privately can take by you know, seeing a car advertised in someone's driveway and going down that path, um, and you know, particularly if you're not driving it. So, yeah, I think if, if these sites and, and Matthew's right, these sites are going global. It's the way of the future. There's, there are actually full-on car buy and sell businesses. What we you know used to call yes. them car yards, but they're virtual car yards now that that are operate wholly on Instagram and social media platforms um that's the way it's going so yeah there's no there's no turning back where we're heading down that path we yep. just have to be so vigilant and pick the places that do give you that safety net that you can bail out if, mm. if the car's not what you what you are looking for
1: and take recommendations as well I think you know it's all going to be the trick you know that sort of trickle effect if you've got if you know somebody who's done it and it all worked out great for them and, and, and so on and so on that, that, I think that's going to be a big impact let's move on to um, some other stories that we want to look at um, Abu Dhabi Abu Dhabi, Abu, Dhabi, Abu Dhabi municipality is uh, cracking down on dirt and abandoned cars as part of effort to keep the cityscape clean tell us about that
8: yeah so this is something that uh, dubai tried a few years ago as well and abu dhabi is now doing it where uh i guess it gets down to the fact that people you know leave their cars outside and they either leave the country or they go away for summer holidays and i guess that's probably why they're doing it now because people are looking to go for holidays um and so they're now looking at at instigating a fines of of 3,000 dirhams for cars that are left outside and and dirty for up to Mm. two weeks. So um, uh, the Abu Dhabi municipality is rolling out this campaign. They're going to also impound the the vehicles that are any unwashed vehicles um, for up to two weeks, if they're there for more than two weeks. Mm. So uh, yeah, they're going to make daily inspections around the streets, car parks and things like that. And I guess it's also, I mean, we see you know, cars that have been left in in various multi-story car parks that have been there for literally for years. Sure, um, and I guess that's a, that's quite a cleaner. But it's a tricky one, Ray, because with with the sandstorms and and the you know, there's a lot of airborne dust anyway because of the sand here. We all know you leave your car outside for two days and it's got a it's got a yeah. fine layer of sand yeah, on it. So yeah. you know, it, you just have to be very vigilant, make sure your car is clean.
1: No, absolutely. But I think you know, I think this is good because you know, if you if you've um, you know spent good money on, on an apartment or a house or, or whatever. And, and y- your neighborhood has, has got, you know, if there's like an empty lot and, 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 one person parks a car and the next person does it and, and they just get left there and they, it, yeah. it does sort of bring the neighbourhood down. So I think so, things like this are actually really good and it's good that the municipality is sort of uh, cracking down, giving people a chance to, you know, remove them, but obviously if you don't move them, then it has to be uh, moved on. Um, the intention is very good, yeah. yeah, Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, speaking of digital, uh, the Roads and Transport Authority, the RTA in Dubai, um, has announced that uh, licensed services here in the emirate will be available only online everything's going online basically so if you want to get your your license renewed uh you want to replace your um your your physical card license um or get any kind of certificates um it's all going to be done through their website what do you think of this
8: yeah i uh, just keep your phone charged uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's, it, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the it.
8: basic thing but uh... It, it, that's the way everything's going now. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing I've noticed, though, is that, is that with with the Emirates ID when it rolled out and the way it's now pro- so prolific, so integral to everything that we do, it's kind of replaced the driving licence to it to some extent as a form of identification. So, um, you know, I can see that, perhaps that's way things might be going in the yes. in the future, you know. And and the good thing is, you know, is that when you go into places for the most recent example I can think of when we're going through our vaccinations and that sort of thing is that if you you know, uh, is it all your information is online anyway? So if you don't have the card with you, if you've got someone who's who's, who's, not, who's nice to help you, mm. they can call it up and and look at it, and there's all your details there. So I, I think overall, it's a it's a, it's a good thing. You know, um, we've, we're we pretty much gone cashless. We, it looks like we're yes. going to go cardless soon, but um, but yeah, just make sure that there's there's that your phone's not in the red uh (laughs) keep it charged up
1: last couple of years um or the last sort of year and a half certainly since the pandemic i've kind of thrown my wallet away i've I've got the wallet but i don't i don't use it i just have a couple of cards left in my in my pocket um and you know that little square pocket that you have i don't know if women have this but in men's trap you have the little square pocket on the right hand side which i always wondered what that was for my dad would tell me oh that's for change son You know, and I never put put the change. Now that that fits a a credit card quite nicely, um, or or a a, a driving license or an Emirates ID. So all I've got is like two or three cards in there, and everything else is on my phone. It's all it's all cashless. It's the way we're going.
8: Absolutely. I mean, I I, yeah, I'm trying to think when the last time I actually used an ATM. To be honest with you, it's you know it's. Yeah, you keep a, a, a credit card, your Emirates ID and a driving licence and that pretty much gives you the keys to the city for, for what yeah, you need to do. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, we're heading down that path quickly.
4: You're back with Ray Addison on Motor Mania.
0: Only on Dubai I 103.8.
4: Yes, I'm
1: here with uh, motoring journalist Damien Reid as well, I'm just going over some of the big car stories as well. And Damien, before the break, we were just chatting uh, briefly uh, I was trailing into the fact that um, hybrid cars—they're becoming something that we talk about more and more on this program. More and more of our callers in the in the first hour, when they're sort of thinking about which car to upgrade to, are talking about hybrids. And do you think they're a good investment?
8: Yeah, I think at the moment I I wouldn't say an investment so much because they're becoming such a mainstream car. Yeah, I mean for the high-end exotic cars that that, that are hybrid. Um, the collectible supercars the the LaFerrari, the, the la Ferrari, the Porsche 918 spider um, the the mclaren p1 they're all absolutely collectible and they and they're rising very quickly uh, because they're a limited run they only ran they all were released of about the same time 2013 and yeah. pretty much ran out by 2015-16 so yeah absolutely they're collectible but for the run- on-the-mill stuff um no because i mean i don't think so because if you look at for instance the Toyota Prius, that was a hybrid car that was the... This, one of the first hybrid cars. I recently drove the Toyota Corolla cross, uh, across the the small SUV type Corolla. Now mm. that's also a hybrid vehicle, which makes me think. Well, if the Corolla is a hybrid, where does that leave the Prius? And and you know, all the Toyotas are, and and these mainstream cars are going towards hybrid as across all their models. Um, which so it kind of makes it a mainstream car. Then mm. a, a mainstream. It just depends on whether it's a a plug-in hybrid where you literally. Plug a, a power source into it to top it up, or like the Prius and the Toyota, it's it's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's a series-parallel hybrid where where it just it just feeds itself, and you don't even know really that it, that it has an electric motor in there. So
3: yeah,
8: yeah it's kind of. Um, they're becoming normal they're becoming the mainstream vehicle now and and i'm sure there are people out there driving hybrid cars that may not even know that they're hybrid (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean there was was
1: an announcement though from lamborghini that their very first plug-in hybrid is scheduled uh, for 2023 and it's going to be available across the middle east in 2024 um so Mm. you know these you know these really successful huge brands are, are, are investing in it
8: yeah for sure and and lamborghini uh were deliberately late to the party with, with bringing a, a hybrid supercar in. As we said, you know, La, the, the LaFerrari, the Porsche, the, the McLaren were all here before um, because they were working on their uh, their Urus SUV project, which mm. is their volume car, and they needed to get that out. They built a new factory for it. It equates for half their entire volume um, and sales globally. So that was a massively important car. They needed to get that out. And then they said, well, okay, we'll work on our hybrid for our, supercars which are a very very small number um so that'll be here by 2024 and then that will filter through there'll be a hybrid urus as well i'm sure they'll they'll announce that at some point um and they'll be going down that path as well so uh yeah i mean everyone is doing it and that's that's not only is it better for the environment it's more efficient and it's a cleaner fuel when you're talking at supercar levels and even off-roading levels um, it's more performance. Mm. So it's a win-win for the guys who are looking for performance as well.
1: You have been uh, out and about. Uh, you've been in Liwa um, in the new, well, in the Porsche Taycan Cross Turismo. Uh, how was that?
8: Yeah, well, I mean, talk about more performance. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is an all-electric vehicle, so it's not, not a hybrid. And it's, the, it's the, the, the newest derivative of the Taycan, which is Porsche's first all-electric car. And it's uh, what we call a, what i call a soft rotor it's 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 a it's an off rotor but not a serious off rotor. so it's a raised suspension uh it sits about 30 millimeters higher it has a better a more off roader t- um uh acceptable tires for instance for for you know uh, for rocks and sand and that sort of thing and you can take it into mild you know sand and that sort of thing so yeah i drove the prototype and i i drove this back in as part of a global program back in uh, in late March, and it's been under an embargo since then, so we, we can only tell the world this week about it. But um, it was part of a really exciting project where we did half the project in, in the Arctic Circle and half the project in Lewa <laughs> to show how the battery technology can work in minus 30 degrees and plus 30 degrees. Yeah. But, of course, being Abu Dhabi, being Lewa, it was 45 degrees. Wow. Um, and it was enormous fun, and it was you know it's, it's six hundred and seventy horsepower, it's eight hundred and fifty newton meters of torque. Totally different way to drive through the sand because the the weight is so low in the car, but you know fascinating, fantastic. And and the other thing when you talk about range, you know Lee was we know is it's about three to three and a half hour drive from here. Mm. Uh, I drove a Taycan out there from Dubai and drove it back again. So you know it's when you talk about having an electric car that, you, that you're worried about range anxiety. If you can get from from the, the the inner city of dubai to Lewa yeah. um and then back again with an ev you'd i don't think you have a problem in this region driving <laughs> electric cars
1: <laughs> did, did they release any any sort of stats on how the battery fared you know in, in in minus temperatures and plus temperatures
8: yeah so so the battery maintained it's it it's comparable range to to what it does with the regular take end yeah. on the road um one of the things that it's very hard to quantify, being, being using off road, is the actual range when you're off road, because obviously you're ploughing through soft sand. Yeah, um, and it's the same. It's exactly the same reason why, for instance, manufacturers such as you know Toyota, Nissan, Land Rover, and all these guys who build off roaders don't give you a fuel consumption figure of a car when it's in low range and four wheel driving, because mm-hmm. you you can't really put a figure against. You know going through rock climbing and and fjording rivers and yeah. and, and and sand dunes with with low tire pressures so it's the same this way. So, yes, the battery did deplete faster because we were off-roading and we're driving it hard as well. We're driving it, you know, very quickly with the cameras. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> Ray, when someone oh, throws gosh. you the key. <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: David, just uh, we, we, we've got to get to um, the Father's Day gift ideas because we've been, we've been promising this throughout the episode. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I believe you've got um, your list of the top three uh, or three, you know, sort of, Relatively uh, inexpensive Father's Day gift ideas for dads who are into cars. Where, where do we start?
8: Well, I think when you're when you're getting to that to that stage, you're probably looking not so much for things to put in the cars, but for an escape mechanism to maybe get away from the house for a few hours. Yes. So,
3: so yeah. in, in, in
8: an automotive sense, so we've got amazing experiences here, whether it be going out in you know, getting a quad bike into the desert dunes or um, heading off road. Uh, the Dubai Autodrome has you know track days and. Drifting experiences and that yeah. sort of thing, um, you know, renting motorbikes down at Jebel Alley, the, at, next door to the kart track, uh, go karting as well, you know, mm. the, these are the things, these are the experiences I think that we have, it's a playground here, isn't it, and we yeah. have this opportunity to, to do this sort of thing, so it's getting harder, I mean, when I was a kid, when I'd buy something from my dad, I'd buy him a, a, a an accessory for the car but it's getting harder to do that now with cars because cars have everything
3: yeah
1: i used so, to do that as well
8: yeah maybe some drive <laughs>
1: some driving gloves or something not something you'd necessarily want um out here but something like a drifting experience at, at the autodrome that would be um a ama- you know an amazing experience for, for any dad really whether they're into their cars or, or not um a great father son exp- uh, experience i mean i've done this with 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 my youngest son we, we've been karting in um, motor city um and uh, i mean the track down there's so good. Um, there's, you know, there's a there's a track for the younger kids and there's a track for the older kids as well. Um, and I, you know, I really enjoyed that. And he thrashed me, by the way, absolutely thrashed me. Um, and and of course, you know, for the dad who who's interested in going off roading, just. Buy, pick up a, one of those. Um, you know, you've seen them on the shelves of all the sort of major bookstores out here. The off, an off road guide. You know, because there's there's so many places, isn't there? And sort of hidden corners. Um, you know, around the UAE where you know you can go, you can get off the beaten track. Maybe be, there'll be less um, other sort of off roaders there as well, so you can have a bit more sort of serenity. Um, and and that that could be a great little gift.
8: Yeah, for sure. And even if you know if you if it's. Uh you make a weekend of it you go and stay in a hotel somewhere the hotels have also local off-road guides as well as places you can go as well mm-hmm. maybe even rent a vehicle from them that's yep. of um but yeah i mean the the at the race school at the, the biotodrome there's there's drifting there's the open wheel experience where you can take a little open wheel race car for for some laps just a normal you can even get your race license if you want to have a go at it um yeah. with with the renault clio cars and 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 do some laps there and then do the sit for the test if you if you want and come back and you know and people have done that they've started out as you know gift certificates and and four months later they're lining up on the grid for the uae national oh championship God. how cool and, you know, would that charge. be
1: you know well, i sent you off and for, i know uh... people have done that <laughs> yeah i just sent you off for the day and you've come back you're a qualified racing driver <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's pretty cool uh david thank you so much for joining us as as ever what are you up to this week
8: uh, it's a busy motorsport weekend race, so um, we're off now to uh, do the commentary for the practice and qualifying for the French Grand Prix today. Brilliant. The race is tomorrow, and then also we've got Formula E, the electric open-wheel series, yes. uh, in Mexico this weekend, so I'm covering that as well. So. Uh, tonight and tomorrow night so yeah busy busy motorsport weekend
1: absolutely brilliant enjoy that and uh, you can keep up to date with all of Damien's various motoring activities at Damien Reed on Instagram as well uh, and we also uh, post regular updates of what he's up to on our own Instagram page at Dubai i 1038 FM Baby, we you're back with Ray Addison on Motormania.
4: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: Yes, welcome to the show if you're just joining us. Um, time to chat now to Imtushan Giardo, partner at Motoring Middle East and head of marketing at Octanium. Good morning, Imtushan. How are you doing?
9: Good morning, Ryan. Good, happy to be here as always.
1: Good, and I can see you in the video because we uh, are—you're joining us on Teams, uh, and uh, and also I think we are broadcasting live on our Facebook page as well. If anybody wants to tune into that, we'll be live for the next uh, fifteen minutes or so. Now, today, um, as you know, InterShan, we've been chatting about this topic of the the trend—it's happening across the world uh, of more and more companies offering. Uh, consumers the chance to buy second-hand cars online without ever having road tested them. Where are you on this?
9: I think it's one of those things that as we move towards electric cars, where the experience is not really defined so much by the car, because they're all going to be quite similar to the drive, if I'm being honest. I mean, they just get faster and faster. They all drive pretty well, and they all have more or less the same characteristics. What we're looking at is the marketing and the experience that each manufacturer provides. Mm. So that is where they differentiate themselves and that's where the whole landing strip process of getting a customer, acquiring him and then taking him through the process is where they can differentiate. So some will basically do home delivery, some will have concierge services, some will just say here's a website, enter your details and here off you go. So that is how manufacturers will differentiate themselves in the years to come. Mm. So yeah, I'm for it. I think it's a long time coming. There needed to be transparency in this market for pricing anyway.
1: But what about you personally, then? I mean, would you could you imagine yourself buying a and I'm not talking about a collector's edition or, you know, a, a rare car that's a bar find that you've been looking for for years. I'm talking about, you know, a sort of a, a runaround car, um, family car. Would you buy it online without having ever road tested it? And I'm talking about second hand here
9: uh absolutely with some caveats okay if can you're do buying <laughs> fr- if you're buying from a dealer that's been well prepared basically a certified pre-owned service yes. there's absolutely no reason why you should have anything to worry about you have plenty of comeback mm-hmm. if you're buying from another dealer where you don't know their history and the kind of stock that they provide then I would want to go and inspect them so it really depends on the person selling the car mm-hmm. and again it also depends on the car. If I am buying a used Maserati with a sort of dig to my colleague Damien, um, I would want to check that out quite closely what's on the What's on the table, so to speak. If I'm buying a Honda Accord, I'm currently driving a Honda Accord and I've been mm-hmm. driving one for the last week. Thank you, Honda Middle East. And it's one of those things where you know what you're getting. It's like a burger from one of our wonderful fast food joints. You know exactly which. It's, it's not a dig. The cars are exactly as presented. Mm-hmm. They're simple, usable cars for every day. So what's there to really check? If there haven't been any crashers or smashers, Service book is all stamped up. What's to worry about?
1: Mm. I mean, there's a company out here called uh, Cars 24, and their my understanding, is offering a seven-day trial. Um, So, you know, I guess that's like a commitment to buy with an extended road test. What do you think of of services like that?
9: I think they're a good idea. I think it's not so much about inspecting the car as about getting to feel the car. So the one thing you're not getting from this process of shopping online is do you like the car? Are you comfortable in it? Do you like the seat? Do you like the stereo? Little things like that, which actually have a huge impact. You know, where the gear stick is. Mm. Do you like the color of the dials? These things all sound great in pictures. And I know loads of people who have bought cars. They've fallen in love over the internet. And then after six months, they're like, oh, I didn't like it. Yeah. I just didn't like the car. And what do you do then? Well, you take a hit on depreciation or you turn the car. So within seven days, you probably know whether you like the car. The quality of the car is something that is difficult to Mm. appraise in the course of a week in my opinion
1: have you ever gone house shopping and um you you know you like the like the pictures you like the price you like the neighborhood you like everything but you walk in through the front door and it just feels weird or it feels wrong and 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 you just go no no can't do i'm wondering if there's a similar thing here with cars
9: so many times i can (laughs) get my own shopping experience here because i bought a car last year which was a raptor so it was a used raptor Mm. great car absolutely fantastic but it just hasn't got to me and after a year i feel like selling it and i'd driven it i knew the owner it was well prepared the car is in excellent shape but something about it exactly what you're saying yeah doesn't add up and i have to sell it now because it's just not what i want Mm. funny
1: that yeah my 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 wife um had a a friend a couple of years ago they were selling a a car and and on paper it was everything that i wanted You know, it was the right price it was you know it was the right make model um and uh you know, she said, "Come, come and have a look at it." Uh, now, if if I went round and I and I got into it, and I'll be honest, it just had a horrible smell.
9: <laughs> it smelled you know, I didn't want to say it, but a smell <laughs> is one of those things. Perhaps the previous owner was a smoker, or you know, they spilled some meat in there. Who knows? You who just knows? don't Bad know, yeah. Happen. But it's,
1: it's it's the smell of somebody else's life, <laughs> like a decade of, of somebody else's life, their children, the pets, whatever it might be, and it's you a, know, it's, it's accumulating.
9: Detail can make huge differences when it comes to sell. Go yeah. and get that thing washed, shampooed, clean. <laughs> We'll probably add about ten thousand dirhams to the price of your car. Yeah, but I have had the r- similar thing with people coming to buy a car. Like okay. some of them when they got in they, they put me off. Oh, oh really? Oh the, the the person Perfume, you know, perfume.
3: Oh, perfume.
9: So, what so you decided
1: that you didn't like the person who was wanting to buy a car? They were from lovely
9: you. people, I'm not naming any particular <laughs> no, group, but it's one of those things where obviously they got in and they had a very strong perfume and I was like right. this is gonna be a very short test drive. Thank you very much <laughs> for your time.
1: Um so yeah, so I mean where has this all come from? Obviously, there's a company in in um, in the US. It's called Tread, um, and it's been in business since since 2017. And it's done a, a number of sort of different services. But during the pandemic, um, there has been, as you know, a trend for people to go online, and that's not you know that's, that could be fast food. It's it could be uh, deliveries from you know major sort of online companies, but also it's just it's just transferred to cars. And so this is what they're focusing on uh, now. Now, they've just had 3 million dollars uh, of financing um of additional financing on on top of uh, 12 million before that and they um now going to be across 45% um, of the United States. And so people, obviously, investors obviously feel like this is, I don't know if they feel this is a great idea, or if it's just inevitable that it's going to become more and more uh, popular, the default setting for people. Um, but if you look at our poll online at Dubai i 1038 FM, uh, it's something like 92% of people are saying no, they wouldn't They wouldn't do it, and only 8% are saying yes at the moment. So, you know, how do you sort of square that circle?
9: I'm not surprised at all. Mm. And I put the blame for this squarely at the foot of many of the local dealer experiences. Again, not naming one in particular, but many of them are different from the U.S. and They don't have what's called an Internet Sales Manager. So in the U.S., this is quite established for the last 10 years. All dealerships have some sort of Internet Sales Manager. And that person's job is to handle all inquiries coming in through the website or socials now, And Mm -hmm. they handle that experience, they curate them, and they make sure the buyers have matched up with the right cars, and they handle everything. Now, out here, they're still getting to grips with it. And a lot of people don't have those kind of dedicated sales force. That's one point. The second point is that people are simply clearly, by the results of your poll, not happy with the experiences they're getting with the dealerships. Mm. And they don't look forward to buying cars. And that's something that sits completely aside from this argument. It just means that dealerships have to work harder to people that walk in the door and make them feel welcome and special. And they're buying what is the second biggest purchase in their life and they're clearly not happy with what they're getting.
1: So the more professional those dealerships become, the more professional uh, we have of these types of online-only companies which are springing up, uh, the the more that pole will swing the other way uh, towards yes, no problem. Um, I like it. Well, that's, that's uh, very, very interesting. Um, let's, let's talk about another story that you're here to discuss as well. You were also involved in shipping a Dubai police sports car to Italy. Why?
9: Well, I don't want to say I was personally involved with it, but I definitely was part of the team that managed yeah. it. So, this was one of those things that just appeared at the last minute as an opportunity that we came up with. That luckily, we had very graciously had the support of the Dubai police and Emirates Sky Cargo. And we basically said, well, we're doing the Millimillia race this week. It's happening literally right now. Like two of our teams are on the Millimillia race. In case you're wondering what that is, should I go through that very quickly? Yeah, tell us. So, the Mille Miglia is a 94-year-old race that runs through Italy from Brescia to Rome and back. It's 1,000 miles, hence the Mille Miglia, 1,600 kilometers approximately. It's been going on for 94 years, 400 cars, it's invite only, so you have to be approved to get into the race. Mm-hmm. And it basically has a lot of very old, very cool classics. The Mille Miglia was originally run in the 50s, so there's a lot of 50s cars, a lot of 60s cars, beautiful cars. And they just run through the streets of Italy pretty much flat out. Wow. It's, I say it's a race, but it's more of a rally. So it's basically competing against the clock. But it's an amazing experience, right? It's people mm. just sort of waving on the street. They stop at plazas and piazzos. And yeah. People just sit and sit in the cars and talk to the drivers. Amazing experience. So what, why... And we are bringing that to Dubai in December. So the Dubai police supercar is actually joining them on the race.
1: So that's why? they want that. that that's the connection? That The race is coming here uh, later on this year, is it?
9: It's coming in December 5th, to It's running yeah. from Yas Marina in Abu Dhabi. It's mm-hmm. going to end at Yas Marina, but it's going to run through all seven emirates. So imagine it's going to be quite a logistical feat to pull that off. Yeah, Seven emirates, 100 cars. So it's a little smaller just to make it more manageable. 50 cars we'll be bringing in from outside the country and 50 guys cars locally. So if you want to get involved, have a chat with us and we'll see if we can get you in.
1: Imtashan, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Really appreciate your time. You're a partner at Motoring Middle East and head of marketing at Octanium as well. And we appreciate your time. Hello. Yes, it's Ray Addison on Motor Mania. Now, there are many opportunities for internships for Dubai students, but how many of them would actually choose to learn How to sell cars? Uh, Well, Malika Malik is 16 and attends the Universal American School of Dubai. And she grabbed the opportunity to intern at a Toyota showroom, helping out car salesmen and women. And she was there for about four weeks. She joins me now alongside Kerry Ross, Director of Enrollments and Operations at the Alphatame Education Foundation. And her team has been looking after internships for students like Malika. Uh, let me start with you, though, Malika. Why did you want to work in a car showroom?
10: Hi. Hi. So I... Yeah. Uh I decided to take this opportunity as I wanted to expand my job experience as I didn't have much experience with mm. uh you know outside of school right I wanted to also see what it's like to interact with customers and see uh and explore other fields potentially mm. uh, so, what was it
1: particularly then? Are you have you always been interested in cars, or was it just the opportunity to be face to face with with customers? Was that the experience that you were after?
10: Yeah, uh, honestly, before this experience, I did not have much experience or like knowledge about cars mm. at all. Uh, I came into this wanting to to know more about cars, as well as interacting with customers to see what it's like. So what was it to like be on then? the other side.
1: Yeah. What what was it like? You you're on the you're on the showroom floor, you're on the ground there, and you were helping the salespeople uh to sell. What what did you do and, and did you enjoy the experience?
10: Yeah, so basically my job was to help with cu- customers around the showroom to see to help them guide them to which car that they wanted to look at, if they wanted a pre owned or a new car uh basically guide them if they needed any assistance, which a lot of them needed help uh with uh seeing which car that they wanted. Hmm. And then I would also guide them to a sales manager to further help them with the process. Um and overall the experience is really nice to see how it's like with interacting with customers. Um yeah.
1: What, what, were they surprised when when you walked up? Because you know, I guess you know most of the time when you're in a showroom, you you think somebody's probably going to be in there in their late teens or, or you know twenties or thirties or forties or whatever. But you know, you're just 16 years old.
10: Yeah, it was actually kind of funny sometimes because <laughs> um, they would figure out usually towards the end because I would have this uh, I would be wearing this tag mm. that said I was an intern from. Dubai America, the universal american school of dubai right mm. and they would realize like in the end of our conversation and they were like really shocked at my age <laughs> that i was 16 helping them purchase a car well that's really cool that must have
1: meant that you were doing a, a great job what did you uh, did you find that you kind of got better at it you were there for four weeks did you find that you became more confident and you were able to sort of um solve more of their questions yourself
10: Definitely. I remember in the first few days, I was really nervous. I I, I got panicked easily sometimes um, because I wasn't really sure if I was helping them enough. But of course, uh, as the weeks gone by, uh, I definitely got better with uh, knowing which questions I wanted to ask and to see what, like, I was able to see better what they wanted help with.
3: Yeah.
1: What, 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 so I mean, it must have been a really big learning curve for you. Then, what what did you learn while you were there?
10: Well, I learned uh, there, I learned about how the time duration for a car sale is an, actually a really long process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of patience with allowing a customer to view various cars and models and to make their decision whether they want to purchase it or withdraw from it. Like I've seen customers coming back daily for for like a week, yeah. for, for seven days in a row, or like like seven days in a row, right? Which makes complete sense since a purchase of a car is a really big investment, so it's understandable. Um, and then I also learned how fun it is to interact with customers, especially how, it was funny how in the end of our car conversation they would realize I was an intern, how they were <laughs> shocked about my age. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I learned how to adapt to the environment fast uh, by learning the various car, like I came into this, not knowing anything about cars, yeah. honestly. Right. But then I learned the various car models the locations and key information I was supposed to tell customers about since I had, I remember in the first, like, although I did have training, um, put it, being put into the real thing is much different than anything that I w- was in before. Yeah, absolutely. So I had to adapt fast, you know, and it was difficult at first, but it turned into a routine. That's really, ah, really.
1: cool. Uh, Malika, I'll come back to you in a second. Let me just uh, speak to Kerry now, though. Um, Kerry, it's such a, a cutthroat industry, the automotive. You know, what, what skills do interns learn by being on the ground, assisting in, in car sales?
0: Um, thanks, Ray. Uh, look, this particular internship was was created, um, as we said, to support the automotive division with a particularly busy time. Mm. The Alpha Tame Education Foundation um, runs a number of internships throughout the year. But this was a sales and customer management experience with with lots of different brands. And uh, as Malaika said, the uh, the role of the intern was really to engage with the customers and and be the first point of contact uh, on that customer journey. So, firstly, um, uh, as was hinted, product knowledge was uh, was important. Um, we started the internship with uh, some training an introduction for the students to the to the cars so that they could understand the product knowledge. Yeah. But probably the major skill that they pick up um, during an internship like this is, is communication skills. Mm. The ability to tell a story, to listen actively to a customer. What does this customer want? Um, how keen are they? Um, what are they interested in? Was it a, a pre-owned or a, or a new vehicle? And objection handling um, when those objections come along. And, and then being able to... Um, really, uh, um, pass them off to uh, to the sales executives, mm. and all of that over the over the duration of the internship was about uh, uh, building confidence.
3: Mm. If I
0: look at the feedback from uh, many of the interns that went through this process, um, communication skills was a big takeout for them.
1: Kerry, you're not, your line's not great, so I'm just going to uh, lose you for now, see if we can get you a, a slightly clearer line. Uh, I'll go back to uh, Malika. Malika, you know uh, perhaps about our hot topic uh, this morning because we've been chatting about this this idea that uh, all across uh, uh, well, across the globe, really, more and more people are setting up companies that offer uh, car sales online. Uh, this is for new, this is also for used cars as well. You know, what what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think that more and more the role of the in-person, uh, on-location car salesman could become a thing of the past? And, and how would you feel about that?
10: I mean, I personally think that the online car sales could be, be a success but mm. that would be for a very specific market segment because i'm not i'm not completely sure with my experience with the car internship it would be a success for majority of them as i know uh the customers that i've seen are more keen to physically see what they're investing in yeah since the car is a big purchase and they're maybe they come in with that, okay, they have a few features in mind that they'd like to see, like on, that they see online, but when they're face-to-face with it, they may not be as interested in, or they have other preferences, uh, and they want to see other cars and different models that, be, um, that the car salesman would help them with yeah. uh, and I- guide them with.
1: And that to- that totally makes sense. I think that's the way our poll's going. But I think the future uh, the future will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Malika, thank you so much for joining us um, on this program. I think there'd be a lot of people listening in uh, who own their businesses who would be thinking, you know what, I need somebody like Malika uh, working in our company or interning in our company. So I think you did yourself uh, credit today. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks to everyone who took part in our poll as well, uh, asking would you buy a secondhand car online without test driving it first? Um, on Instagram, that poll will continue to run for the next uh, 22 hours or so and it's just, it's just it's about 90% in favor uh, of of no i just will not do that uh, thanks to everyone who joined in and uh, took part in uh, earlier on with our fix it and flip it sending in your text messages and your phone calls as well this show motor mania will return on the saturday the 3rd of july